thank you for joining us today for another conversation among some colleagues, uh, all of us of whom have been leaders in pediatric medicine. My name is Bob Sawin. I'm a pediatric surgeon by background and former surgeon in chief. And I'm joined by several of my colleagues today, including Dr. Danielle Larocque Arena, who is a former pediatric department chair and was president of a SUNY Upstate Medical System. We've got Dr. Arnie Strauss, who's a former chair of pediatrics in Cincinnati. We have uh, Christine Gleason, who's former chief of neonatology at the University of Washington and Seattle Children's. Her former boss, Bruder Stapleton, who's chair of pediatrics at the University of Washington and Seattle Children's, and Bruder's the chair of our group. We've got uh, Valerie Opapari, who's former chair and professor at the University of Michigan. And we've got uh, Craig Hillemeyer, who was former department chair and then dean at Penn State University. We're joined by several of the staff from Career Physician, including Wesley Millicum and, and John Hayes. And today we're going to talk, this is actually a continuation of a conversation we had recently about the challenges of leadership in pediatric academic medicine. And this is one of many conversations. And if there are other topics that you'd like to uh, learn some more about, you can visit our website, which is careerphysician.com and just click on the uh, Pediatric Insight logo there. So when we chatted last, we, we talked a lot about the the many challenges of leadership in academic medicine, particularly in pediatrics. And we all agreed that those challenges seem to be increasing. You know, medicine is a rapidly changing field. The economic pressure on leaders is uh, significant. We talked a lot about the stress of leadership, especially given what we recently went through with the pandemic and the residual from that. And we agreed that the other challenge is that many young physicians or, or emerging physician leaders aren't particularly attracted to these challenges. They, they, they look at some of their role models and think, gosh, that's a, that's a thankless job. That's a difficult job. And it seems as though the pipeline for leaders in academic pediatrics is, is maybe somewhat constrained. And part of what this group has talked about is how can we how can we facilitate the emergence of, of new leaders? And, and once they're in their leadership roles, how can we make sure they're successful? And that led to a lot of work that this group has done to identify the necessary, necessary skills for leaders in pediatric medicine. And I think that today we want to talk specifically about a program that a career physician has developed to help facilitate new leaders' engagement in their new roles. And Bruder, I wondered if you could give us some history, some background as to, as to how this developed, why this developed. Bob, I think you're exactly right. As a chair, it was just increasingly just the norm that when individuals came into new leadership roles as division heads, especially, that they asked for coaching. And it often wasn't clear exactly you know what what coaching they were actually seeking and often it was an agreement to send someone to a national program or or pay for them to go to one of the many society leadership development programs but what our council uh, and working with the career physician and wesley thought about was that part of our part of the offering of career physician is to conduct a 
institutional uh, or division re review so that that as leaders are recruited they will have they will have an understanding and, and there will be an alignment on how the institution can help that individual be successful the individuals who do that review often went before you know in, in the past when people did division reviews those reviews they went to the search committee or the search chair or the dean but didn't have have a long-term relationship to the candidate after someone had been been appointed and and our view was that having an individual having individuals who have actually learned about the environment learned about the opportunities and and the background of a position having them available to the individual after they've been appointed gave them an immediate opportunity to have someone to reflect on their approach, their strategic planning, and sort of develop a wraparound so that uh, when a candidate's appointed to a position, they have a, an advisor or coach or mentor right off the bat that, that they, can they can ask questions to, they can reflect on. And it's a little different than formal executive, it's quite different than formal executive coaching in that this is someone who's a combination of, of a mentor and a coach who's very familiar with the environment and can help the person reflect uh, on their ideas or offer ideas or, or raise opportunities for them as they're getting started. It may be that, and, and also that the individual who's done the review may be familiar with leadership Oper, you know, development courses in their specialty and their societies that they can help refer someone to that they may not be familiar with. The uh, the idea then is that this is a way to help someone get started. Uh, the 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 program that Career Physician has developed is based on getting to know the individual that's been appointed. The the advisor coach often does a a in uh, insight visit to with the with the candidate and helps them get you know, get their, get their feet on the ground in that way. And it, it involves being available to that individual for up to a year. And, and when I've done it, uh, it was, it's been very rewarding for me having done the review to have the candidate ask me questions and, 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 you know, not, you're not telling you, the candidates have their own leadership ability and their own vision, but they, they may want to reflect, bounce ideas off of you and reflect off you any how what they're thinking and and ask for any additional information and and it it gives someone outside the department an opportunity to for a, for a new leader to to talk to about their position so this is this has been very you know the people that have been involved in this have have felt that it was really nice to have a peer that they could that they could uh, talk with and mentor and and maybe an introduction to later executive coaching if that's if that's indicated or necessary or but it also is executive coaching is expensive and this this type of opportunity gives someone who's knowledgeable about a department and at, at perhaps a, a, a more economical opportunity for someone to get that kind of mentorship or coaching that would make it available to institutions that don't have the resources for executive coaching so that's that's kind of a basic background of what's what our, our thoughts are on that. Yeah, that's great. So it's a, a real intimate linkage between the review on the front end, the search process, and then support on the back end to make sure that the new leader is successful. That's that's really helpful. We actually have a couple of council members who had some considerable experience in this realm. I just wondered, Chris, if you had any thoughts about 
how it's potentially helped some individuals that you've uh, helped in this role? Well, I hope it's helped. It, it's 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 been a great experience having done a couple of these now through the search process. The things that I think have been well have been valuable to the person that is in this new leadership position for for which I did a review, a, a search related review to identify the best or ideal candidate and what resources that candidate would require in order to be successful and also lay out some of the opportunities as well as the challenges in the position. So it's a very, those search related reviews are different or felt different to me anyway than more formal institutional reviews that I'd done in the past. And part of that is because of that sort of wraparound approach that having done the reviews and then thinking about actual candidates, even talking to those candidates, and then seeing it through to the candidate that's offered and accepts the position, and then being able to interact with that person, to, to mostly be, I'm not a formal coach, <laughs> I've mentored a lot of people, I love it. But this kind of relationship where I felt I could be most useful in knowing what some of those challenges would be, personnel rose to the top, and as it always does, a new new position and and you know you you want to do right by your division, but there are people or your department who there may not be a good fit. And so those are challenging issues that knowing about them ahead of time and being able to bounce them off as someone in an informal way, it's not an expensive coaching thing that Bruder mentioned, you know, has, has been really rewarding. I think the other thing is that in in looking at, I mean, you know, I'm a neonatologist. And so a lot of a lot of what reviews have centered on in the ones I've done have been competitive challenges in the community, in the region, the state, you know, whatever. And and so so it's very clear to the candidates, I hope it is, that these are going to be some challenges. And then to be able to, in real time, when they're in the position, know what some of those challenges are. And then listen to, well, how are you dealing with that? Or ask those questions. What have you what have you thought about? What's your strategy for this particular challenge? Financials, of course, being another area. So I feel like it's really more like an advisor. Um, and I and I do think it's been it's been rewarding, certainly for me, but hopefully it's been helpful to the, the new candidates. I'm on my third year in one, so it's become more of a collegial relationship, which I also truly enjoy. So uh, no conflicts of interest there too. That's another thing. You know, It's not like you come in to do a review and then you're gonna be recruiting similar candidates for a chair position or for a division chief or something. So you can really be open to advising without any conflict of interest. Yeah, that that uh, last point you made was particularly important. I think that people, you know, they say leadership is a very lonely position and being able to have somebody like you that they can have a confidential conversation with and, and not view them as a competitor is, is, I think, invaluable. Arnie, you've, you've had experience doing some of these reviews and coupled it with some uh, mentorship coaching afterwards. What, what's your experience been like? Yeah, I think uh, I would emphasize 
couple of points. The review process is extraordinarily helpful to the candidates, but also to the institution, of course. And in part, that's because we who've done the reviews tend to be older and we tend to be specialists in the area. So as a cardiologist, I know exactly what the challenges are to a successful clinical program. I know what the potential limitations to developing a research program might be. And that uh, experience is extraordinarily helpful to the candidates in both accepting and utilizing the review and the advice that's given. I, I agree with Chris that having an outside perspective is really important. Someone that you can talk to, like maybe an aunt or an uncle when you were a kid who can help you look into problems and develop potential solutions uh, without getting into a difficult conversation with your boss. So an outside opinion, I think, is very helpful. Outside advice is very helpful to candidates, whether they take it or not, at least they have that perspective. Yes, I think the continuity is absolutely the crucial aspect of this program. Review, finding the right person in for the search process, and then advising that person down the road. That continuity is very, very important to their success. So yes, I would say it's been an extraordinarily positive experience, both for me and for the potential candidates, but also for the institution and the institutional leadership. I wonder if any of the council members have any thoughts about the importance of gender and diversity in the mentorship coaching role. We all, we've had prior conversations about the, the vital importance of that in our field overall and how to best address it. But what about that in terms of the uh, relationship with one's mentor or coach? How important is it that you you know, for example, as a as a woman of color, have a coach who may have walked that same path. Uh, Danielle, you look like you have your hand up. Actually, I wanted to address, remind me if I don't address your question about sort of the, that concordance of how important, but it, actually the discussion thus far, very thoughtful in terms of connecting intentionally the review to recruitment and then the support systems to the person who's being recruited because understanding the environment that that individual is going to function in is critically important. It made me think of th three areas which apply to health professionals in general, which is there are three levels of functioning. One is foundational, which is sort of your value systems. Okay, what is that? Do we love medicine? Do we aspire to help children? Do we, you know, support academic? So foundational issues. The next is what Arnie referred to and Chris is your specialty area, right? So I'm general academic pediatrician, and I'm subboarded in child abuse pediatrics, I better know that area, content area well. And in that recruitment process, you're narrowly focused on that academic rigor, right? So there are some value systems. The next is specialty. And the other is a more complex one, which is integrative. And I'm citing from Julia Frank's report following 10 years of the health professional competency discussions, which is the complicated one, <laughs> which is integrative. 
how do we address multidisciplinary, multifaceted problems that impact both individual health and population health? And who are the individuals that we're recruiting and how do they fit in that environment to, to meet those challenges of the 21st century? Is So I'm gonna go to your question since I don't wanna forget it, which is how important is that concordance? Well, I'll just say something anecdotally. I have been well supported and mentored by both men and women and those so-called BIPOC and not, okay? So I think that opportunity for matching or for getting support really relies on that relationship, right? At the basic level, we are all humans who, in fact, yes, there are some experiences that unless you've really <laughs> lived through some experiences, you may not get. Right. We've talked a lot on this program about microaggressions. I mean, there were insults that I <laughs> lived through that I did not speak to anyone about for many, many years. Things that I just didn't know how to think about. And so I think that's important to relate to that. But, you know, first and foremost, I hope we are scientists. We are clinicians. We entered pediatrics because of the love of medicine and wanting to do it to have an impact. That's what we hold in common. And then the what has been a barrier, which is what I think you were going to ask about current state of leadership. I think folks today have that integrative concept of this is a complicated world and how do we support each other? Mentorship, longitudinal coaching, Absolutely. Didn't exist when I entered this field. I'd love to know the perspective of women. I've encountered women in my, my years that have been extremely supportive and others, unfortunately, who have not. I think it is important. I've encountered racism and I, I wanted to speak to someone who understood that experience. But we're complex beings and so there's not a single answer. Craig, as a, as a former dean, have do you any thought have any thoughts about this program and its potential value to the to the institution, not just to the new leader and his or her success? I think it's really important to, as a as a leader in pediatrics when you bring in an, another leader in pediatrics that you're responsible for that you try and do everything you can to make that individual successful. And I think that this type of mentoring slash coaching, that, that that's offered is really part of making that person successful. The institution, most institutions, whether it be a children's hospital or a college of medicine or within the university, offer leadership programs for new leaders that come in. But oftentimes, these are really more orientation-oriented than they are true coaching in terms of how to help one be successful as an actual leader. They, they're really more helping one understand how to find the way around the hospital, the medical school, and or the... And I think that this is a, an experience that really helps to make that individual successful. One of the other things I have found is that it, early on, if you expose the new leader to the opportunity to talk with other people about the problems they have, it really sort of sets the precedent that they're not by themselves, that you know there are opportunities throughout their career to reach out across the country, across their specialties, across the department, to find other people that they can talk through problems and that they don't have all the answers themselves. 
and that it's really expected that part of their process and, and part of the value system that you want them to have is the humility and the humbleness to really reach out and to help understand how best to make the right decisions to become a successful leader. So I think it's a very important program. Thank you. Valerie, you know, we it's come up a couple times in this conversation, the differences between coaching and mentorship, and wondered if you had any thoughts about where they might be the same, where they might be different, what what's needed for a new leader that might not be as important uh, later on in their career. Thought, thoughts about that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Probably need a whole nother session for that because <laughs> you know you need mentors of a certain type at a certain point in your career. Like you know, you think about the young investigator who's got a mentor or a couple of mentors that are helping to guide them through an area because they're an expert in the field and you know they're helping them to develop their questions. You know, I think that's very different from what your program is designed to do, which is to to really thoughtfully provide. And I love the term that Bruder used, advisor, coach, to the re re responsibilities that, you know, we've tried to take on after doing a search for an institution, helping the new individual to really traverse in a task-oriented way addressing the issues and, do, you know, developing strategic plans for their group and so on. So, you know, I like that advisor coach term because I do think there's a component of it that's mentorship, but it's not at the same level that it is when you're mentoring someone at the beginning part of their career. But it is still very much task oriented and it is still very much taking advantage of the experience that a mentor brings to a young person it's the same concept here. And that's why I like that advisor component to it, because all of us have lived through experiences, you know, building clinical programs, building research programs, you know, developing educational programs, dealing with institutional conflicts, dealing with issues with market share and so on and so forth. And that deep understanding that we get from doing a search review for an institution you know, we can meld what we've learned about that institution's needs with our experience for the benefit of a young person taking on a new leadership role. And so I think that, you know, I've really kind of evolved my thinking about, you know, people give talks and say, okay, you know, these are the characteristics of a mentor. These are the characteristics of a coach. And these are the characteristics of a sponsor. I've given those talks too. But at as I see what we're trying to do, we're taking components of each of these things, sponsored components, coach components, mentor components, and really trying to holistically help young leaders be successful in their careers as they take on a new responsibility. And I think we have a commitment to the individuals, but we also have a commitment to the institutions that we've been honored to do these searches for. And that's really kind of how I view things. Yeah, very well said. Chris, you want to have a comment? Well, I just wanted to add something to the uh, this whole advisor role. One of the other things that I found very useful about some of the experiences that I'd had, in, including leadership in, in other societies and in my subspecialty and, and, and so forth, is being able to be that sort of uh, connector you know, there's a specific problem about, uh, you know, some financials in the, you know, neonatal call schedule or something. And I know the right person for you to talk to 
who's gone through the same thing at another institution and and be able to facilitate that. And I think that I think that's also been and what I've what I've come to believe is really an important part also of my role. I like I agree with Valerie. It's really more like, you know, an advisor or my their own internal network, you know, that I can spread, you know, around the country with people that I know who have been through the same challenges, not just myself, and God knows I've had plenty, but but the but the challenges that others have faced that I can then connect them up. And that's been very valuable, I think, to a couple of my advisees, coaches. Yeah, that's great. I, I uh, was chuckling because I found myself in these conversations frequently telling the advisee about all the mistakes I made to try to get them to avoid them. So Danielle, you uh, look like you have some thoughts. Yeah, just, you know, again, I agree with my colleagues, but I do want to point something out that maybe others have experienced as well. I mean, I th- I do think that the role of a mentor with respect to either, you know, wherever we are in a leadership pathway is very different from a coach where you're talking about addressing very specific things with respect to adaptation to a certain environment or direction of leadership and a sponsor. And just to throw kind of a wrench in this is that Sometimes the mentor ends up not being a sponsor, and that's a negative comment, so forgive me for that. There are situations where folks are surprised they're, that their mentor, not the coach, the coach is a very different relationship, that their mentor who has guided perhaps some of their academic endeavors, et cetera, in fact, doesn't step up to the position of sponsoring. And that's a little bit jarring in the academic world. And you refer to BIPOC experience, et cetera, et cetera. I want to generalize it as well, although it might be experienced by certain groups more than others, okay? That is a jarring experience when the mentorship is not accompanied by sponsorship, which means that somebody is championing you regardless of your failures or your successes or where you are, because they support you in your development, wherever that development is from a leadership perspective. And then I think everybody's a leader. Okay. So I wondered if my colleagues had some thoughts about that as well, because they're seen as different roles, but you would hope that a mentor is actually puts you, to Chris's point, networking, okay? Networking and providing those networking opportunities is sponsorship to say, here's an opportunity. Here's, write a chapter with me, present this talk. I remember the first time someone high level couldn't, couldn't do the talk and she said to me, Danielle, you'd be perfect at doing this talk. And I was like, wow, that's per- fantastic. That's sponsorship, but it was tied to her mentorship of me. And so I think that's a topic for discussion when those two things don't align. Yeah, I, I agree. That's something we should, probably should address in a future conversation. I think one of the advantages of this program that we're talking about through Career Physician is that those risks are a little smaller because the linkage again to the review and and the commitment to the person being successful in that role hopefully minimizes some of those risks that you you identified. You know, just one last thought. Personally, I have gotten trained as an executive coach and I've given a lot of thought to this this difference between mentorship, coaching, sponsorship, sponsorship. And the fact is that 
there's lots of overlap. And some of the techniques and tools that are used in those different settings are the same. I think what's really important about this program that we're talking about today is that it's early in the engagement as a leader, and it's with that knowledge of the review, so it can be very specific. It's a less about the development of the person overall, which is more the, the realm of, of executive coaching, and it's more about their success in their role. And, and so from that standpoint, I do think there's a, a subtle but real difference and and just uh, uh, highlights the value that we talked about today to make sure these people in these challenging positions are successful. So I, I really appreciate people's uh, uh, conversation today. Hopefully it will be of value to those watching it. And thanks again for being with us.